Welcome to On Time in Full, a podcast from Designed Conveyor Systems. Welcome, folks, to this year's grand finale of On Time in Full. It's that time of year again where we dust off our favorite moments and revisit the gems that made our podcast shine. Today, we're serving up the juiciest bits from the past year, all bundled in one glorious year in review episode. Settle in and let's hit rewind on the incredible stories, knowledge, and laughter that have graced our show. As we reflect on the past year, these pearls of wisdom from Michelle Blodgett remind us that teamwork is more than just a buzzword. It's the driving force behind our success. So I think that's a, a twofold answer. So I think um, w- having the ability to know what our teammates need is really going to help us give them what they need. So again, that communication piece really ties into that. And I think just asking questions, right, being learning oriented, um, we need to know. So if we're feeling like, hey, I don't have enough information to do what I need to do for this project. We have such a very open policy within DCS, like we need to collaborate. So we hold regular meetings, um, weekly meetings. We have meetings internally with certain stakeholders. Um, you know, project management has meetings weekly with external stakeholders. So I think just knowing a couple of things, how the process works, um, which is great, but it also helps to uncover those gaps. So always communicating with one another. And then when we don't know, you know, hey, I haven't heard from someone in in quite a bit about, you know, this particular question that they asked three weeks ago, let me follow up with them. So I think being proactive about, you know, staying on top of the projects that we're working on to make sure that either I'm not, you know, missing something or there's something that I can't do, you know, to help someone else. Um, I may not know someone is covered up and needs help, So if I reach out to them and say, you know, hey, is there anything that I can do to help move this project forward? You know, please let me know. Um, One of the cool things about my job, too, which is why I love it so much, is I I get a lot of questions. So sometimes if people are unsure of, you know, hey, what does this mean on a permit application? Or, hey, you know, someone in finance is asking for this. Do you know what that is? I field a lot of questions of a variety of nature. So for me, that, you know, helps to be learning oriented as well. And it also helps to, you know, have my fellow coworkers solve some problems. Uh, So again, I, I really feel that communication is our strong point within DCS. And I really feel that that definitely helps to jump over those hurdles, you know, keep everyone on the same page. And, you know, by holding those regular meetings, um, you know, whether it's, you know, a 10 minute phone call or, you know, a 20 minute email, uh, you know, th- not a 20 minute email thread, but, um, you know, holding those conversations um, weekly helps to keep everyone on track. Director of Engineering Ben Moyer shared a fascinating perspective on the power of imagination and the importance of asking the right questions. You'll discover that innovation knows no bounds, and it all starts with the curiosity to explore uncharted territory. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a cool example. Um, you know, if you if you look back and you read some of the post-event uh, investigations and some of the quotes from that period of time, you know, think about, um, you know, uh, I think it was. Uh, it was said it wasn't a lack of, uh, it wasn't negligence, it wasn't malpractice, it was a lack of imagination, right? They, they didn't even think that um, that, that was a high uh, hazard situation when they were on the pad running these tests. And there was a, it was a comms check, right? And it resulted in the tragedy of, of Apollo 1. And so you think through that, um, you know, what are, what are those questions that, that need to be asked um, when you're doing a design? Um, when you are when you're working through an engineering challenge, 
And a lot of times you don't know the questions to ask unless you have gone through a, a similar experience, um, again, through, through, through time over time, building that judgment. So, you know, I think um, knowing what questions to ask, obviously, and then also um, knowing where to focus, right? So knowing which areas of the design are really critical to the success of the project, to the success of this particular design, which characteristics um, that helps you, again, know what questions to ask, but it also helps you be more efficient and effective as you're completing your work um, by focusing on the right areas of the design. In 2023, we hit a major milestone here at DCS. We introduced something groundbreaking, Datum, our state-of-the-art warehouse execution system. We had a fantastic guest, Curtis Jefferson, who joined our podcast to give us all the juicy details about the big reveal at ProMat 2023. Yeah, Gabrielle, we're, we're, DCS is excited to introduce our new warehouse execution system, Datum. So we're, we're super proud of this offering. This is actually our first product we're introducing to the market. So it's, it's a WS you've always wanted to have and is specifically crafted to make the operator's job easier. So it provides deep, uh, quick access to critical information. So as an operator um, of one of our customers, you know, you really shouldn't have to dig for information that should be at your fingertips. You know, you have to make quick decisions on the floor. So we want to be able to have that uh, access to you as quickly as possible um, with our our WES datum. So WES that we're deploying datum, it actually blends warehouse control with tasks traditionally handled by WMS. So it handles order planning, intelligently releases tasks, and synchronizes all current work and continuously reprioritizes it for the optimal process flow. And this uh, WES can be deployed in semi-automated or completely automated distribution centers to to fill high-velocity orders with specific delivery deadlines. Um, So with Datum, we've also incorporated communication tools using enterprise software platforms so that operator can share pertinent information to their organization in a quick, easy way. So really, it's, it's all about making the operator's job easy, easy on the floor. Well, Curtis, what is the genesis behind launching Datum? Yeah, DCS is really a customer-focused company. I know many state this, but we've made a conscious effort to hire individuals that not only have experience in delivering supply chain solutions, but they've also been on the operation side of the business. So they've ran these DCs. So the ideas and thoughts behind the creation of Datum truly are from a customer's perspective and how we tailor this tool for the customer. So the genesis behind Datum is really to be able to provide the answers you need as a, as a customer when and where you need them. Um, so we're really excited about launching Datum this year at ProMap. Brian Stewart joined the show to tell an impressive story about his team's success in tackling a challenging equipment retrofitting project for a client. Overcoming geographical hurdles and intricate issues, their unyielding teamwork bolstered by DCS's robust support led to a triumphant resolution. I think with the challenges that have happened in the last few years, um, just watching it from the sideline first and then actually being in the middle of it, um, it coming on as as a designer at, at DCS, um, it, it's just going to go up. I mean, the idea of less people shopping at brick and mortar and doing more online is really has made the has turned the way things everything or turned how everything goes. And so you're sitting there and you're you're thinking that well, okay, so now all these parcel and just you know DNF projects or DNF 
vendors all have these facilities that need to be updated because they need to stay up with the times because everybody's doing the online shopping and and whatnot and so they need to move packages around and then just you know these companies are trying to grow and they're trying to grow responsibly and i feel like that they are looking at integrators that have done the same that have been able to adjust to what has been going on be able to grow grow responsibly so we're not going so much up and then having to worry about what else is going on and then to be able to fill in the gap and so then the vendor looks and says okay this is great you know let's use the let's use you as a as an integrator and i think dcs can fill that role because we've done that we've grown and we've grown responsibly and um it's just it's just going up for us in the future in this next snippet from our year-end roundup brian curran shares some golden advice picture this as your treasure hunt through a digital jungle First stop, due diligence. You've got to know your products and your operation inside out. Brian's even bringing the map to find your future goals and the automation level that suits you. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, the the way the, that I would recommend to do that is you, you need to do your due diligence. Um, you know, on number one on the the products themselves and look at your operation. You know, how have you been running your building, or what's your experience from the past? You know, what is your what are your goals? For the future, how much automation are you planning to have in your facility? So, as you're making these decisions, do your due diligence, um, pick the right tool for the job, and and uh, understand where where each of these different software products shine. When you're vetting different vendors, um, it's also important that um, that you uh, understand what's under the hood of these products and um, the uh, the business drivers that they were designed to support. So one thing that I recommend, and you know, as a vendor and provider, um, this is something that our customers often ask of us: is um, go through a review process with your vendors and really understand uh, deep dive under the hood how the product was built, what features does it have to support, you know, long term roadmap, uh, maintainability, supportability, all those architectural attributes. You want to understand um, what you're buying before you buy. So. Um, you can leverage the help of your internal IT team or software team, um, or even a trusted vendor partner who's also maybe involved in the project um, to help you vet the different vendor softwares and uh, looking under the hood, making sure that quality is baked in. They have good process in terms of uh, the entire software development lifecycle from requirements gathering, development, architecture, uh, quality assurance and delivery. So um, you want to make sure they have strong process. You want to make sure they have strong technology and their technology choices are um, more modern and secure that you feel confident that it's going to take you into the future. In this insightful segment, Ruth Ann Rooker delves into the benefits that spring forth when your team is truly engaged. It's not just about retaining top talent in the competitive job market. It's about fostering a culture of trust, autonomy, and open communication. I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, it's kind of an obvious one, like higher retention rates. The job market recently has not been uh, not been very friendly for folks. You know, it, it's been a difficult with great resignation, quiet quitting, all these things. But it, it helps us retain good folks and helps us keep good people where we want them. Um, and that's, that's with us. And so that's first level. But I think, too, it creates this level of autonomy and trust within the work that we do. Um, you know, we hire, we hire the people for a reason. We know that they can do their job. 
and we trust them to do the work that we've hired them to do. Um, it helps to foster an environment of open and honest communication and feedback. Feedback is something that we really value, uh, you know, not just hearing the good stuff, not just hearing the warm fuzzies, but also being able to get that critical feedback and that maybe somewhat constructive feedback that tells us, hey, this is something that we could do to, to be more effective in the work that we're doing. Um, so I, I think all of those things are true benefits of having engaged employees. In pursuit of the win-win partnership, Jeremy Davidson shares valuable insights in this segment about finding those mutually beneficial relationships in the business world. While the past focus may have been on size and scale, Jeremy points out the evolving nature of the industry where it's becoming increasingly about the people and the project teams. Discover the importance of digging deeper into reference checks, treating them as interviews, and how the chemistry between two companies can elevate the outcomes beyond the transactional. We're talking today mostly about, you know, how to find a win-win partnership. So the lessons learned have really come from one would be it, in the past, it's been very effective uh, to just talk about my size and scale as a service provider. So my headcount, uh, the size of revenue of the company, my geographical breadth and depth um, in which I operate and conduct business where um, that tends to uh, create an issue is in today's market, um, what, we, what we're seeing is it's really a people business. So people travel around the industry. So what is a project that was done three to five years ago, those people, their experiences now might not be at the company any longer and may need to be looked at in terms of what project team am I really getting on this initiative? So kind of double clicking down is the suggestion I have, you know, for clients that are out looking at the market. The second thing is on, you know, the references. So um, a lot of people do um, the due diligence, which is a correct process to go through and understand, hey, did, does this company, did they help you with the project? Does it sound like ours? But maybe going through um, a more robust uh, discussion process, what we're what were the lessons learned you had on your side? If you had something you could do all over again and working with this service provider, what would you do? What were the what were the insights you gained? So taking that reference check a step further has been something that um, we try to help folks think through a misconception. Um, it becomes more of an interview and less of just a, a reference check. And I think the other maybe misconception is the idea of just by putting two companies together, we're going to create a different result. And I think that's where the chemistry lies. If you in meeting with a service provider and you're the sourcing entity or the client buying the goods or services are left with a feeling after even a short interaction with a company that, you know, our knowledge plus their knowledge kind of creates a one plus one equals three environment. It's not just a transactional situation. That's hard to kind of discover on paper, but you know it in short periods of conversation. Peter L. joined us this year to provide insights into the world of systems integration, especially when it comes to making significant operational changes. He emphasized the importance of thoroughly assessing the risks and benefits, ensuring that the heroics and goals of projects align with realistic outcomes. I know the way I've always thought about it is before I'd recommend anything to a customer is would I actually write the check myself if I were in their position. Um, these are, again, Gabby, these are uh, sometimes very, very fundamental uh, changes for organizations. 
to say, hey, we need to move up to, we want to redesign the operation and we need a, a partner with us who can help us integrate it. It's a big jump because there are implications on, of course, the actual operations, the, the labor out in the, the distribution center that you have. Um, but it's things like systems. Um, do you have the systems to support, to integrate to, say, an automated system? Because that is a critical component of it. As companies say, we need automation because our order profiles are changed. We're shipping a lot more now. Um, we're doing thousands and thousands of orders per hour. So we need automation equipment to help us process that. Well, systemically, we also need to make sure that there's warehouse management systems, warehouse execution systems that are able to integrate with those technologies that we would propose. Um, those are some big changes for companies and, and people recognize that, I think, but we feel it's incumbent on us as systems integrators to make sure that we're helping assess what is what are the possible risks for them and, and how can those be mitigated. So I think that's really a, a key. I think just making sure that um, the ROIs on these projects, on these opportunities are, are realistic, that they really are going to achieve what they hope with, uh, with bringing in these new technologies. And um, I think really those are, those are things that we believe, and we really um, work very closely with our consultants, with our, um, with our systems engineers that I manage on my team. Um, we're always keeping attuned to, to all of these things because that's really the best way that you're ultimately going to be putting forth successful uh, solutions. In the next segment, Adam Balmer sheds light on key strategies for efficient software development, emphasizing the significance of clear expectations and automation. Let's dive right in. Yeah, I think setting well-defined expectations up front during the requirements gathering process is probably the most important step to, to delivering high quality software. Ensures everybody's on the same page um, and, and is working towards the same goals. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different teams involved a lot of times with delivering software um, and, and everybody kind of has a different mindset and, and thought process and what's important to them. So ensuring that everybody's working towards the same goal um, is extremely important. Um, and then once you kind of have that set, you know, leveraging automation um, to, to, you know, wherever you can to help speed up development as well as improve quality uh, is extremely important. All right, folks, get ready to dive into the hidden gems of automation with Fred Rudolph. We're about to uncover two important nuggets that often slip under the radar. First, the secrets to keeping your automation in tip-top shape. Think of it as your automation fitness routine. And second, how automation can be your secret weapon in the ever-evolving market battlefield. There's two things that the clients don't always think about that they really need to um, you know, they can go through all the investment decisions and they can be confident in the in the technology and with the, the partner who's going to implement the automation. But there's two other questions that I think they need to ask themselves. One is, are they willing to invest in the technical resources and the maintenance time necessary to keep automation performing at a high level? Generally, there's, you know, there's a good, uh, there's a good labor reduction inherent in almost all automation projects, but that doesn't mean that you can operate without maintenance resources. And and some companies that may have been running a manual solution 
need to learn that they're going to have to devote some time to, to maintenance to keep the equipment operational. And then the second thing that that clients really need to think through and and really push their vendors to help un them understand is what changes do the clients anticipate in their market and how is the automation solution going to allow them to keep pace with that change and that's something that uh, you know a company like DCS can certainly help a client understand but that's a question that the client really needs to under needs to be thinking about. You know, what what changes do they see in the next five, 10, 15 years in their market? And how is the automation going to grow to support that? And that's a wrap on our year in review episode, where we've explored the highs, the challenges, and the triumphs of the past year. We hope you've enjoyed this journey through the highlights of 2023 with us. But remember, it's not just about looking back, it's about taking those lessons, experiences, and insights with you as you charge ahead into the new year. As we close the book on 2023, let's set our sights on 2024 and all the exciting opportunities it holds. From all of us here at On Time and Full, thank you for joining us on this adventure. And we can't wait to share more incredible stories, insights, and conversations with you in the year ahead. Happy New Year, and remember, the best is yet to come.